morning. You are loved. You are valued. God has a purpose and a plan in all things. He is not caught off guard by anything that we walk through or that we face. Um, he is God and we are not. He is still God. He is still on the throne. He is still in control. Uh, what's fascinating is um, for believers, you embrace that, but sometimes you may not feel that. Um, for unbelievers, they may not believe that, but it makes it no less true. There is this God in heaven that, that genuinely loves us. He loves you and he has a purpose in all things. We just don't always see it. We don't always experience it. And so when we walk through those moments that are challenging, that, that reveal our humanity, which by the way, do you remember that the second step in overcoming is to embrace your humanity, to remember it's okay to be human. It's okay to be human. Um, sometimes we feel that um, we as even believers and followers of Christ uh, should be supernatural in our existence, but seasons of life that are challenging reveal that that's just not true. We are human. <laughs> And our flesh is a part of being human. Our emotions are a part of being human. In the midst of that, it just reminds us that in the totality of our fallenness of being human, we must embrace the perfection of his redemption. And God is a redeeming God. He is. Uh, he makes something out of nothing. And so we have looked at these things together. Today, I'm going to Go to step number three in becoming an overcomer. And how do you overcome uh, when life challenges you? And we're going to go back to the beginning again. So you're going to take your Bibles and you're going to turn to the very first book and the very first chapter of the very first book in Scripture, Genesis chapter 1. We've kind of taken this survey through Genesis because when, when things get a little challenging, you have to go back to what matters. You have to go back to what's important. You have to discover who you are in light of who God is and what he can do. And so Genesis chapter 1 is where we're going to be today. Uh, some great songs we sang this morning. Uh, I'm buying you time as you turn into your scripture, by the way. So using this spiritual filler moment to let you get there in your Bible if you have that today. If not, the words will be on the screens for you as like uh, we always do for all of you in the room and for our online family. But some great songs we did sing. How about this? I choose to praise, to glorify, to glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against. Isn't that good? That's what we sang a minute ago. It's why we worship. It's why we sing. I, I choose to praise. Um, how about that last song? Um, By your spirit I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected king is resurrecting me. In your name I come alive to declare your victory. The resurrected king is resurrecting me. Isn't that good? And, and, and these are songs for overcomers. So how many overcomers are in the room today or online today? You're an overcomer. So if I could have all the overcomers stand with me in honor of God's word... Uh, we are going to read Genesis chapter 1. Now, you'll be on your feet for a moment. Those of you at home, you get an advantage. Yes, you can have your coffee and your PJ sitting in your recliner. But if you want to be really spiritual, you could stand up right where you are right now too. And you could really feel the presence of the word, wash your soul, and really equip you to be an overcomer. Because the Bible says this for us. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, who needs a new beginning? 
Overcomers are always looking for a new beginning. In the beginning, God created. And he created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and void. And darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was moving. There was darkness. There was depth. There was nothing. And the Spirit of God was still moving. Just like he's moving right now today in your life. He was moving over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. Darkness always tries to creep into our lives. But God speaks light. It's what he does. God called the light day, verse 5. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning one day. Then God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters which were below the expanse from the waters which were above the expanse. And it was so. God called the expanse heaven and there was evening and there was morning a second day. Then God said, let the waters below the heavens be gathered into one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth and the gathering of the waters he called seas and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed after their kind, and trees bearing fruit with seed in them after their kind. And God saw that it was good. There was evening and there was morning, a third day. And God said, let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days. And for years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heavens. To give light on the earth. And it was so. God made two great lights. The greater light to govern the day. The lesser light to govern the night. He made the stars also. God placed them in the expanse of the heavens. To give light on the earth. And to govern the day and the night. And to separate the light. From the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning. A fourth day. And God said. Let the waters teem with swarms of living creatures. And let birds fly above the earth. In the open expanse of the heavens. And God created the sea monsters. And every living creature that moves. With which the waters swarmed after their kind. And every winged bird after its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. There was evening and there was morning a fifth day. And God said let the earth bring forth living creatures after their kind cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth after their kind. And it was so and God made the beasts of the earth after their kind and the cattle after their kind and everything that creeps on the ground after its kind. 
And God saw that it was good. Now, you've been on your feet for a minute. You've been paying attention for a minute. But don't miss the pinnacle. Don't miss the climax of this story. For in verse 26, all of these things are good. God has made all that we know. And then he says, let us, in the sovereignty of the Trinity of God, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In all of the divine creating power, God says, let us make man in our image. And before you go on a tangent that is of this culture and of this generation that says, see, it's sexist, it's biased. Don't miss what God does. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God made man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them and God blessed them. God blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the surface of all the earth and every tree which has fruit, which has fruit yielding seed, it shall be for you and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the sky and to everything that moves on the earth, which has life, I have given every green plant for food and it was so and God saw all that he had made and behold it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day will you pray with me father from your early design you created us you created it good now help us today to embrace that. By your Holy Spirit speak. Through your power and through the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. The first chapter of scripture full of detail. Full of life. Full of all things good. And today as we talk about the next step in becoming this individual who overcomes regardless of what is thrown your way, who overcomes in challenge, who overcomes in difficulty. The third step that I've written in my journal that I have processed and prayed through is that for you and I to be overcomers today, I want to talk to you about one good thing. One good thing. Here's the life lesson. If you're taking notes, I encourage you to write this down. In this season of life where everybody has faced challenges, where we're still facing challenges, where those challenges are physical, where they are emotional, where they are spiritual, where they are financial, where there are challenges from every realm of life. Some of those challenges are of our own design as people. Some of those are beyond anything that we can control and yet they're there. So how do you overcome them? Well, here's the principle. Here's the life lesson. I encourage you to do this. God has shown me this, that we, you, me, us, to be overcomers, you must find one good thing. One good thing every day and focus on that. 
you want to be an overcomer as a believer, as a follower of Christ, as a child of God, but even if you are an individual or you know someone who's not there yet or you're watching online and you're not there yet, uh, the way that you overcome in this world is that you find one good thing that God has given to you every single day. One good thing that God has placed in your life every day, every single day, searching, looking, finding one good thing, one that God has given to you, and you focus on that. The key to overcoming is not finding 10 good things. I mean, sure, if you're a, a great individual, a great, perfect Christian, oh, I can praise the Lord for this and praise the Lord for that, and I can find 20,000, right, 1 million things. Um, I'm glad if that is truly you, but I find in my humanity that it's hard to remember 10 sometimes. It's hard to remember five. It can be hard to find three sometimes in seasons of life. But without fail... Every single day, you and I can at least find one. If you, as a child of God, will find one good thing, one, one good thing every day, every single day, something good that God has done or given to you, just one, and you will focus on that one good thing every day. Then you will be an overcomer. The Bible tells us that God's mercy, his grace, his providence is fresh. It's new every single day, every morning. And if that is true, then that means that every day that is given to us, every single day, there can be one good thing. That we can find in the presence of that day. That one day. That God has guaranteed that you wake up fresh to one day. One good thing. Given to you by God. And focus on that. And in this text. In the beginning of it all. We see the power of a day. The power of one day. And throughout this passage, there is this reminder for each of us that God will do, has done, will continue to do something good in the midst of our days that will allow us to focus on that and therefore overcome anything else that comes against us. This passage is beautiful because it reminds us of a few things. So the first thing that I can discover when I read this passage is that I, you, us, we, we have a divine design. There is a divine design in your life. There is a divine design around you. There is a divine design in the people around you. There is a divine design that is at work beyond our understanding, ability 
knowledge, and background. You have a divine design. Everything about this passage, everything about the beginning of how things were created to be, reveals God's divine design for you. The Bible tells us as we look through this passage, this very specific creation of everything. In six days, by the way, six days. And I'm not going to get into an argument or an explanation with someone who wants to pick it apart and say, well, do you think it was really six days? Or do you think six days is a thousand years? Like the Bible says, a day is like a thousand years with God. And And a thousand years is like a day. Hey, look, he's God. This is why we look at he's God. If we could explain it, if we were there, then that would have made us God. (laughs) But we're not. We're human. But the Bible describes this beginning and this end, this day, this beginning of a day and this end of the day. And throughout this entire process what you begin to see is that God had a divine design and you are a part of it. You are a part of it. God has a divine design. When you look through this passage, you see that it was God's intent to create light and to separate light from darkness. There are seasons where we will walk through darkness as people. Challenges, mental, physical, emotional, right? Challenges of life. That's just the way it is. But in God's divine design of who you are, he will always shine light into the midst of darkness. He always will shine his light over your life. Whether it feels like your garden is falling apart And that darkness has taken over. That may be how you feel. How it appears. How you think about it. But that's not who God is. And it's not who he's designed you to be. He designed this separation. So that you would not be overcome. By the darkness. And the Bible shows. That he speaks light. Into the world. In the beginning. The Bible shows. That he was present. When it felt like there was nothing. The Bible shows that what he said happened every single time. And he never stopped doing what he had divinely designed to do. That is true of all of this creation from birds and animals and trees and skies and land and seas. All of that reveals a divine design. But then as he finishes it all. As he speaks over all of this and he speaks it into existence, it's not complete until he says, let us make them. Male, female. Let us make them. and Let us make them in our image. Friends, family, loved ones, you are created in the image of God. You have a divine design to who you are. And in this scripture, as we read this story, everything that God created was good. 
And then he made you. And then he said, it's very good. It's very good. It wasn't very good to God until in his divine design, he created the life of men and women, just like the life that he's given to you today. You have a divine design. And as a part of your divine design created in the image of God, where you have a mind, you have a heart, which bears emotion. You have a soul which lasts forever. You have a body that is unique in all of its creativity, in all of its ways. You have been designed by God. And God said, it is very good. Your divine design, the divine design of everything around you, it allows you and I to recognize when you don't understand, when you don't know, when you can't figure out, when it hits the fan, when it's challenging, when it's difficult, there is the presence of a good God in and over your life. And there is one thing good that you can find in your life given by God each and every day. And you can focus on that. When you focus on what is good in your life, given by God, you can overcome anything. That's very important for you and I because our world has been raised not only by a virus that you can't see, but by hatred, by division, by poison that you can. And that goes across all cultures. You see it, we watch it, and it's heartbreaking to see. That is the darkness at work in our world. It's present. It's present in all people that I know and that I see. And yet, to overcome the darkness is to lean toward the light. To come out of the darkness is to recognize that God created the light. To govern signs and seasons and times and years. The lifetime that you and I would have. Which is a gift on this planet. If you want to maximize your gift of life. The reality that you are human. Then go toward the good of the light. Go toward the good of what God has done. Go toward the good of how he is at work. And you will find yourself overcoming any obstacle thrown your way. I have some dear friends um, who in the last years of life, as I thought about this, um, they have walked through many challenges personally in their home. And they've walked through many of them with work and other things in their life. Um, some of them physical, some of them emotional, but yet all real, all moments of life. And there's a phrase that they have used lately that I have heard, and it's echoed in my heart multiple times. We're just praising God. We're just praising God. Uh, I, I heard this phrase when something was going on in their life, and, and, and it seemed like everything was caving in. The whole house is caving in. The world seems to be flooded and all that. And we're just praising God. We're just overcoming. And 
In this moment of their life, as they walk through it as dear friends, I, I am deeply moved by that. Why? Because they could run to darkness. They could run to feeling. They could run to emotion. They, they could run uh, toward all things that the world would tell them to pursue. But do you know what matters the most? One good thing. We're just going to praise God. We're just going to focus on what God is doing and what God could do. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. We're just going to praise the name and glorify and glorify the name of all names that nothing can stand against. I will choose to pray, to praise and glorify him. That's one good thing. Why? It's a part of our divine design. You have a divine design. So find it. And find one good thing and you focus on that. Second, when you look at overcoming and trying to find one good thing that God has done or is doing or will do for you. And you search for it and you are intent on finding it. When you look for that one good thing, I want to encourage you to find it. You may have to get creative. If you want to overcome in this life, get creative. Get creative on how you can find something good, how you can overcome. Find that good thing in your life by getting creative. You, my friend, not only have a divine design by being created in the image of God, that means that not only are you heart, soul, mind, and strength created in this little glimpse, this little vessel with this glimmer of divinity that has been placed in your soul and spirit. Not only are you that, but by being made in the image of God, a God who can make anything out of nothing, who created everything as the Bible records in six days, so too that creative God has placed creativity within you. You are created in his image. And therefore, when things get challenging, when things change, when things get difficult, get creative. Get creative the way that God created the world and get creative in your life. One thing that this season of life has taught all of us is that everything changes. It all will change. And therefore, in the midst of change, you can discover something new of God's goodness in your life. You can discover a creative way to move yourself, your family, your friends, your loved ones forward. You can get creative with what you don't know based on what you do know when you find something good. And by being creative the way that God has made you to be created, you will not fall into the trap of leaning only on the past or getting stuck in the moment. You will get creative because you have been created with a divine design in the image of God to discover something new. Do you realize that in Genesis chapter 1, everything beautiful that was designed and spoken of perfectly and has great description to it. Do you realize 
that the whole point of in the beginning is that there had to be a beginning. And for every new beginning, it means that what happened did not exist before. And so for you to embrace something that did not exist before in your life, be who you were created to be. Get creative as the Spirit of God so moved and created something new out of something that didn't exist. Get creative on discovering the good thing, the good things, the good things that God can, has, and will do for you and focus on that. And as you discover the new things that God can do, that He could do in your life as you focus on that you will find something new occurring that is good that was not there before but is today because God is a good God and he created you to do that he created you to overcome by getting creative and finding something new and that's what you see in the scripture here. You see this ability of God placed within humanity to get creative. Last week we read of the passage where Adam decided that a giraffe would be called a giraffe. That an elephant would be called an elephant. And that a woman would be called, whoa, man. I mean, there's nothing more beautiful, right? Men? Amen. <laughs> and all of you at home, you will appreciate my next point as I get to it. Because creativity, as you find in this passage, ladies and gentlemen, cover your children's ears, right? But as you find in this passage, creativity means getting fruitful and multiplying. Now, don't tune me out yet, because here's the thing. You will think of an intimate expression right here. But God spoke that, yes, to birds and animals, and he spoke that to man and woman. But a part of your life, in finding something good, in the midst of when you don't understand, don't know, is that within you, God has created this ability to be fruitful and to multiply your life. To multiply your opportunity. To multiply the things that are before you. Even when you think you have nothing. Or it's small. Or it's little. One of the best investments that you as an individual can make in life. Is to invest in the good that God has created within you. The divine design. As you invest in what God has done and given you. You will find that you will be able to be fruitful and multiply your job, your relationships, your talents, your gifts, your opportunities. You will be able to leverage your life when others cannot, when others get lost in isolation, in darkness, when they cannot see. You will be able to move through that, out of that, beyond that, because you have the ability to embrace the creativity that God has placed within you. And you will find that in your life, your opportunities become fruitful. In your life and your influence, they multiply. That is a command of God, by the way. In Genesis chapter 1, it is a command of God. 
He commanded all things, multiply, be fruitful. Listen, it's one of the things that that I share with my children all the time and with anybody that I love and I care about. You absolutely, positively, every time you get an opportunity given to you by God that is good, you give it your all. You give it your best. Because not everybody has that opportunity. Not everybody gets that opportunity. But so is true for them. It is likewise true for you. Whatever God has given to you, be fruitful and multiply it. Don't squander it. Don't scatter it on the ground. Don't lose it. Embrace it. Why? Because it's a part of the one good thing that God has given to you. What God has given to me, God has given to me. But what God has given to you, God has given to you. And whatever it is that God has given to you or God has given to us, then we must be stewards of our garden and cause those opportunities given to us individually, yet also corporately as children of God. We must farm that garden. We must cultivate that garden. We must be fruitful and multiply those things in our lives. And that's a part of getting creative with who God's designed you divinely to be and what he's given you. It's interesting because a lot of people in this season of life have gotten lost in what they don't have. But what do you have? What do you have? And I realize it. Well, pastor, you're over-spiritualizing. I I, I have nothing. I have nothing. No, 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 no. You have something. Find one good thing every single day that God has given to you. And you focus on that. When you focus on that good thing, part of your divine design, being creative with what he has given, then you are going to begin to overcome any obstacle and any challenge that comes your way. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. And that brings me to the third and the final thing. When I look at this passage, there are two things that stand out. So if you want to overcome... And if you want to find and embrace one good thing every day, then this is a phrase that I want to give you today. It's echoed. There are two things that are echoed, but this is the third and the final thing. You need to echo this phrase. Let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be. If it's good, let it be. If it's happening, let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. Throughout this whole thing, every time God spoke, it happened. Every time God willed, it occurred. And what you see echoed in this passage is that God said, let it be. And so if you want to experience the good, if you want to become an overcomer, then in your mind, in your heart, in your soul, from your lips, you need to begin to say, let it be so. Let it be so. And there are two things that are echoed through this passage that begins everything that helps us understand how to overcome. God said, let it be. And God said, it is good. Let it be. And it is good. And it was so. You know, there's a word that we have today, by the way. Um, 
that echoes this. I don't know that you realize how powerful this word is because um, we don't usually understand language, but there's one word that echoes it. You say it usually at the end of your prayers. Amen. And you have from the very beginning of Scripture this glorious amen that says, when God does it, let it be so. And when God does it, it was good. So as we close today, as we think about what it means to be an overcomer, you have a divine design. You do. You are a person who is divinely designed to get creative with the opportunities that God has given to you. And for you to overcome the nonsense, the noise, the darkness, the challenges of this world. You have to speak into the darkness, the light. Let it be, Lord. And it was good. God has at least one good thing for you. At least one. Find it. Focus on it. Every single day. And you will begin to overcome as a person and as a child of God. And as we prepare to pray, here's the reality. Once Christ, the one who overcame death, enters into your life, that's what makes you personally, genuinely a child of God. Once you embrace Christ, he overcame death to show us the power of life. Even from the beginning, God created life. The darkness cannot overcome it. Sin cannot destroy it. A world cannot take it away. Life is a gift. You are human. So therefore, find what God has done to bring life that is good. One thing every day. And focus on that. Will you pray with me? Father, I thank you today for how you are at work, for how you can remind us that in our lives, we can choose light. We can choose glory. We can choose creation. We can choose fruitfulness and multiplication. God, we can choose to live with Christ, walking in our garden with you. So thank you this morning for every single person, man and woman, created in your image, loved by you divinely. And for anyone who from the longing of that heart that you made seeks a deeper relationship with you through the Savior, the Redeemer, Jesus. I pray that even now, as you speak to their heart by your spirit, you will lead them to take the next step in their walk and in their journey with you. God, I thank you for the family. I thank you for the friends and the loved ones that are all a part of this moment and beyond. You are good and you made it so. So we seek and search for one good thing in Jesus' name.